Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor, and we're so glad you can join us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. This is your first time joining us. Hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click on New. If you fill out that short form online for us, as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed right there. Well, happy Mother's Day to all our moms today, right? This is a special day for so many of you. Uh, I know for my family, it's going to be a, a great day. It's actually the first Mother's Day I've gotten to spend with my mom in over 10 years. I, I know, right? Crazy. But I also want to recognize and acknowledge those of you um, who have a harder time on Mother's Day for different reasons. Each person, whether you've you know, been blessed to be a mom or not, matters. And, and moms, man, you're, you're, you're so special. You're so different. You have so many unique talents and abilities, for sure. I love the video, by the way, that we opened up with. Um, I think it definitely captures what life for parents, especially for moms, is like when you have little ones running around the house, you know? Um, at times, it can certainly feel like every step forward you're taking is a few back as you're raising kids. Um, you, you have an idea, you know, of, of what you want the house to look like, how you want your family to be, and, and, and it's it can get to you every so often when you're not approaching those expectations, I think, especially for moms. Several years ago, I overheard a great piece of advice from one older mom to a younger one in our church, and the, old, the younger mom was feeling overwhelmed, and she said, you know, one day I'll have my house exactly how I've always wanted it. It'll finally look just right. How many moms have said that? This older mom responded, well, hey, enjoy your time now, because when those days come and you can have your house together the way you would want it, those little ones, they're not going to be so little anymore. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not a mom, but I thought, wow, what great advice for any parent out there. Time really does fly, doesn't it? Every mom shares some common bonds. Every mom you know, knows what it's like to, to stay up with their son who's running a fever and has pajamas covered in, in vomit. Every mom knows what it's like to, to wipe tears away from their daughter's eye after her first breakup. Every mom knows what it's like to run one kid to practice, then race to see the other kid dance, then make it back in time to pick up the other kid whose practice just ended, and then fly through the McDonald's drive-through and not feel guilty about it because there's no time for dinner and the kids have to go to bed for school. I hear your mom like you give and you give and you, you give. And while at times it certainly seems like all that giving goes unnoticed, I want you to know today it doesn't. Moms, we see you, we love you, we know you're amazing, and we are lost without you. You matter more than what we could put into words. We want to celebrate you today. We want to highlight the gift of God has given us in you and motherhood, because, man, motherhood really is a gift, right? And for those of you who may not be biological moms out there today, hey, you've been given the same task, uh, the same gift, especially if you are raising kids, right? I want you to know, man, that gift belongs to you. If you're a grandparent, guardian, doesn't matter. If you've been entrusted with raising the next generation, that mantle of motherhood, it falls on you as well. Single moms, you especially, man, you're carrying that mantle of leadership to brand new heights. If you're a single mom, we see you and we're proud of you and we want to honor you today too. 
you have tremendous influence and leadership, even if you're not always aware of it. Um, I believe, by the way, that moms have a mantle of leadership and influence from God. Moms often lead by exerting their influence in a way that fathers don't usually do to the same extent. And that's really the way it should be. In fact, that's, that's kind of how God designed it, that moms and dads bring different yet equally important leadership types into the family. There's a woman in scripture who had a mantle of leadership and influence placed upon her, and she led very well. We got to go all the way back to the Old Testament to get to her, uh, back to the times of the kings before David and Goliath, back to when in Israel's history there was no central authority figure. The nation was splintered among 12 tribes in a time of chaos known as the time of the judges. So in different regions among different tribes, there arose leaders called judges who led the people to victory against their enemies. It's against this backdrop that a woman named Deborah rises to lead the tribe of Ephraim and other tribes living in the northern part of Israel at the time. Now, Deborah's really interesting, okay? She's the first person to serve as both a judge and a prophet in Israel. The only other person to hold that kind of distinction is Samuel. Samuel's the last judge in Israel before the times of the kings. And there's two really important traits that are found in Deborah, which I think the world desperately needs today from every single mom. And my prayer is for all our moms out there to know that, hey, man, this is exactly how Christ sees you. He has implanted these traits inside of you so you can lead well, so you can exert your influence in a powerful way and be difference makers in our world. So Judges chapter 4. Verse number one. That's where our story starts. Judges 4, verse 1. After Ehud's death, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Yabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. Hazor was located, by the way, in what's today the Golan Heights in northern Israel, and Judges, that was a powerful city state. So the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Haroshethagayim, and Sisera, who had 900 chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Now, iron chariots in ancient history, it's like our tanks today. It'd be impossible for a foot soldier to really stop. Judges 4, verse number 4. Deborah, the, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at the time. And she would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. Well, one day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. And she said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon at Mount Tabor. Those are northern tribes here in Israel. And I'll send out Sisera, commander of Yaban's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River, and I will give you victory over him. But check out what happens in verse number 8. Barak told her, I'll go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she said, I'll go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. Okay, now this is a big deal for ancient times. Remember the cultural context here, all right? So Deborah went with Barat the Kadesh, and at Kadesh, Barat called together the tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him, and Deborah also went with him. 
So the first trait mothers have today that I want to talk about is found in verses 6 and 7 of our story. We, we see Deborah call for Barak and encourage him to fight against Sisera because now is God's time for victory. So Deborah, you know, was encouraging Barak to go out and fight. God is tell you today, man, moms, we need your encouragement. Moms, we need that encouragement that comes from you today. Deborah was able to encourage Barak to fight against the enemy because she knew it was God's time. She knew it was God's time because she walked with the Lord. She was close with him. She tells Barak, this is what the Lord commands you in verse number six. Remember, she was a prophet, a spokesperson for God. So when the Lord gave her a, a word, man, she would communicate that. Can I tell you, there's no greater encouragement from a mother than a word from the Lord. I, I know for some of you, it probably sounds crazy. You're kind of like, you know, God speak through me. <laughs> like, How could that happen? But as your walk with Christ grows, you begin to become sensitive to the voice of God. So how do you know if God is speaking to you? Well, here, here's a couple of tips. One, you never receive a word from the Lord which contradicts Scripture. That's like rule number one, okay? God speaks in a variety of ways. Um, he speaks through dreams. He speaks through you know, vision, Scripture. Have you ever read a passage that just kind of jumped off the page at you? Kind of like, where did that come from? He does that. Um, he speaks through small voices. Sometimes he even speaks audibly. But your walk with Christ is really important. It is the most important relationship you have in your life. You cannot lead and serve your family well if that relationship is off track. You can't hear the voice of God if it's suffering. So your relationship with Jesus has to be the most important relationship you maintain. People are going to look to you for godly wisdom and guidance and encouragement. And it doesn't come from you, mom. It actually comes through Christ living, working through you. Now, here's why this matters and why it's so important for you to be a mom who's a great encourager. Our world is dark, it's decaying, it's full of negative, life-sucking discouragement. You've seen it play out, right? I mean, people are stepping up to do the right thing, and man, they're just pummeled right now. What's bad is glorified as good, what's evil is given a big platform. It feels like we're just fighting uphill from every direction, doesn't it? Well, moms, what if you would create such a culture of encouragement that your family could feel as if they could overcome any obstacle which comes their way. Like what if you could create such an encouragement that your family felt as if they could accomplish the will and calling of God in their lives? Be the ones who are reminding others they serve a God of second and third and fourth chances. Moms, we need someone to encourage us when we fail, to clean up our wounds, to get us back up on our feet fighting again, right? And it was Deborah's encouragement and influence, which led to the victory that Israel had against Sisera. But check this out, okay? She doesn't get any credit for it. Now, she told Barak he wouldn't get credit, right? For sure. It would go to a woman. It's just that she isn't that woman. Like, she doesn't get credit. Sisera's army goes into full retreat. He's actually killed by another woman named Yael. So if you flip over to the New Testament and to Hebrews chapter 11, there's all kinds of men and women of great faith who are mentioned here. You won't find Yael's name. In fact, you won't even find Deborah's name. You're going to find Barak. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't he the guy who wasn't supposed to get credit? Why is he remembered and Deborah's not? Here's the thing. <laughs> okay, moms. I, I think for a lot of us, it would bother us to be overlooked, right? 
I mean, no one likes that, especially if someone else <clears throat> gets credit for something they should not have in the first place. But honestly, I think if Deborah was here today speaking about this event, I don't think it would really phase her. Like, I, I think Deborah, you know, didn't do what she did to receive recognition. And I've got a strong feeling, moms, that most of you, you don't do what you do to get recognition either. Not that kind of recognition anyway. You serve your family and you give and you give because you deeply love your kids and your spouse. You didn't get into this for the accolades and the credit. You, you embraced your role as mom because you believe in something greater than yourself. Moms, you're up to the great challenge of encouraging others and giving them direction in a world that's just gone crazy mad. And you're able to do it while your kids are being inundated with social media and so much attention-grabbing stuff. You're able to keep your feet on the ground and stay focused on your purpose. Your giving and your love, man, it, it serves as reminders to us that it's all about Jesus, that, that we're to answer His calling and leading into our lives, that we're making it about Him, you know, uh, about others, but never about ourselves. Moms, we need your encouragement today. But you know what we also need? We need your bravery. We said earlier that Deborah was the first judge who also served as a prophet. If you look throughout the, the book of the judges, you'll notice that every judge is a warrior. They lead men into battle, you know, but not Deborah. Warfare wasn't her thing. That, that would have been out of her comfort zone for sure. But she goes to the battle with Barak anyway, because she believes not only in the word she received from the Lord, I think too, she also believes in Barak as well. Like he's the guy that God's chosen here. Still, it was Deborah's bravery and decision to go to battle, which gave Israel a great victory. She rose to the occasion when her people desperately needed somebody, anybody, to be brave. Proverbs 31, it's this famous uh, for its verbiage on, on what a noble woman should look like, but it's not necessarily the passage you would, you would go to for bravery, okay? It does offer some imagery, though, that I found pretty compelling. I, I want us to look at it here today. Fair warning, as we look at this verse, you're going to wonder, you know, what's so brave about what this woman's doing? I don't want you to focus on what the woman of noble character is doing. I want you to focus on the very first part of this verse. I think it's got some great imagery that's pretty telling. Proverbs 31:15. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. Okay, on its face, that doesn't say anything about bravery. But think about the image of darkness for a moment. Everything is uncertain in the dark, right? Like you don't know where you're going. You don't know what's around you. Uh, there, there's chaos, right? But this woman, she rises when it's still dark. She has a purpose to carry out. She ventures out into the unknown. She takes a risk to fulfill what she believes is that purpose that she has for her life. Listen to me today. This is very important. Here's the connection. God is looking for people, moms, looking for people like you who will rise while it's still dark. He's looking for people who arise in the midst of challenges. And Deborah was one of those people. She stepped up and she rose in one of the darker periods of Israel's history. And I want you to see what's recorded about her in the next chapter. When Israel gets this big victory, check out the, the poems and songs that they sang about it. Judges chapter 5, verse number 6. In the days of Shemgar, son of Anath, in the days of Yael, that's the woman who killed Sisera, right? People avoided the main roads and travelers stayed on winding pathways. Uh, there were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. So she didn't get credit in the New Testament for the victory, 
but the songs and poems that come after, they call her a mother to the nation, right? To the people. Verse number eight, when Israel chose new gods, that's why they were oppressed to begin with here. God was punishing them. War erupted at the city gates, yet not a shield or spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors in Israel. My heart is with the commanders of Israel, with those who volunteered for war. Praise the Lord. No one wants to fight. No one wants to make a stand. No one's going to take the risk. But Deborah said, I will. I'll do it. She rose up. She rose up to fulfill her purpose. She rose in bravery, man, when nobody else would. And we need people who will rise and fight against the enemy today. We need you moms to keep pouring into our families, to continue leading our kids well, to train them to be fighters who can rise in a world of darkness and bring freedom to the lives of so many that the enemy has taken. See, Deborah knew who she was. She knew she was called for this moment, and she embraced it. Moms, do you know who you are today? Do you know that you're brave? Do you know that, that God has implanted bravery deep within your soul so that your lives are forever changed? You have it within you to be leaders, to be influencers, to be difference makers in our world today. And it doesn't have to be something as big as leading the fight against injustice or the school board or whatever. It can be as small as forgiving someone who deeply wronged you or sticking it out during a rough season in your marriage and working towards healing when other folks might have left. I was thinking of stories regarding bravery and so many involving moms kind of come to mind. Two stood out to me that I want to share here today. I, I struggled talking about the idea of bravery because so often we associate it with like heroic and magnificent acts. But we forget that bravery is fulfilling your purpose and calling in the face of great opposition, right? It, it's believing that you can overcome all the odds that are stacked against you. It's, it's breaking through when nobody else thought it was possible. So there's two moms who lived in the last century. One was an immigrant. Uh, she and her husband were immigrants who came from the Bahamas in the 1920s. They lived in South Florida. And this mother had five kids. And her husband did a variety of jobs to make ends meet. And, and you know, being in South Florida, you know, fishing is on that list, right? And they didn't have a whole lot of money. Marriage had its ups and downs like everybody else's. Sometimes, though, the, the downturns were, were tough. For instance, there were times her husband would come home having gambled everything that he made um, away playing cards at the docks. You know, that, that's, it was gone. <laughs> I think in today's world, most women, after not just once or twice, but a few times of that, would, would not be brave enough to stick that out. You know, they'd, but this mom was. And she knew that God had given each and every one of her kids a purpose. She, she did everything she could to raise her kids to know and love and serve the Lord. And for over 80 years, she lived her life as best she could for the Lord with that purpose in mind. And when she passed away some time ago, you know, nobody wrote about her in the papers. There wasn't anything shared on social media. Um, she, she went from this life completely unnoticed by the world around her. Just another elderly lady who lived a, a long life. Well, the other mom, she lived in the foothills of South Carolina, and she too had, had many kids, just like the, the, the previous mom we talked about. Her family didn't have much money either. In fact, this mom's family was so poor, man, possums look pretty tasty. And that is not an exaggeration. Uh, you eat what you got to when there's no money and a little food, and that family had to do that. Her husband was a good man, but he fell on hard times. And for most of his life, he allowed those hard times to shape him in very negative ways. 
Uh, he was a drunk. He wasted whatever money he brought from his, his job. And so there was nothing left to really show for whatever work he did do. Um, worse, he, he wasn't faithful to his wife at all times, but she stayed. She stayed through it. And, and she worked a full-time job in an era that really wasn't common for moms to do because her paycheck kept the bills paid. It put whatever food they could get on the table. And, and like the other mom mentioned earlier, man, she, she knew too that her kids had a divine purpose and calling from God. And so she raised them to know and serve the Lord. And eventually her husband, man, check this out. Her husband in his later years, his last years, he came to know Christ as well. How about that? Well, time passes, it does. And she breathed her last as a 97-year-old woman. Again, it went unnoticed. No breaking news stories, no viral social media posts, just another elderly lady who lived a good, long life. But both of these women were spiritual heroes. And the thing is, they had no idea. See, because these mothers and their, their bravery, because they were such great encouragers, because they raised their kids to know and serve the Lord, they overcame what many today would call, you know, even insurmountable odds, they became not only heroes, they became spiritual giants. So what, what, what made them so you know, gigantic? Well, it was their legacies. See, today these moms have children who serve the Lord. They have grandchildren who've taught groups and Sunday school classes and have brought the light of Christ to a dark world on countless missions trips, who've financially been blessed enough by the Lord to finance missionaries and ministries at home and around the world. Some of their grandchildren and even their great-grandchildren serve as pastors today, proclaiming the hope and freedom of Christ to a multitude of people every single year. Two of those grandkids and great-grandkids are actually here at Radiant today. I'm here because of the encouragement of the mom from South Florida, the, the woman I got to call great-grandma. My wife, Shana, is here because of the bravery of the woman she called Grandma. He lived in the rugged, rural foothills of South Carolina. And collectively, these two women, they've had an impact, not on hundreds of people, thousands and thousands of people. They never met those people this side of heaven. They could never imagine the kind of impact their kids and grandkids and great-grandkids could have had. But one day, I'm convinced, crowds of people will be in God's kingdom. They will approach them and thank them for the encouragement and the bravery they showed, for the legacies they built and they left, which, which resulted in so many lives coming to know Christ. Moms, we need your encouragement in a world that tries to tear us down. We need your bravery to rise up and bring the light of Christ where there exists only darkness. You may not think you're brave. You may not think you're the best encourager, but I'm here to tell you today, you're both. Christ has given you this mantle of leadership, this influence over your family and your kids to raise up a generation who will set people free. You are brave. Let me pray for you here today. God, I love you. I thank you for all the moms who are watching and listening out there today. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, for those moms who might be struggling right now. They don't think they're brave. They don't think they're great encouragers. Their marriage is struggling. They're, they're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to raise their kids and all the crazy things that are happening in our world right now make that very difficult. Lord, I pray today you would remind them of who they are. They have purpose.
They have a calling and you've instilled in them a tenacity, a bravery that does not come from their own strength, but comes from yours. And I pray, Lord, that these moms would walk in that bravery. I pray, God, that they would live that bravery. I pray, Lord, their kids would, would, would feed off of that. Now, Father, that they would be great encouragers, that, Lord, they would encourage their kids in a world that's so negative and dark, they'd be able to encourage their family, that be, they would be a light God that lifts their family up and, 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 and brings them into uh, the, the presence of God on a daily basis. Lord, I pray that bravery and encouragement would impact not just their families' lives, but impact the lives of people in their community, in their social circles. God, I pray you would help them to build a great legacy, a, a faith-defining legacy that changes hearts and lives forever from the bravery and, and the encouragement that these moms can show. Lord, bless them. Give them what they need to be successful. Uh, encourage them today. Uh, Lord, heal them today. If they need healing today, God, I pray. And Lord, I, I just ask that you would just fill them up with just this, this more of your spirit and power as they seek to lead their family and love and care for their family in a world that's just gone crazy. But Lord, I thank you for every one of these moms. I thank you for their kids, their spouses, their families, Lord. I thank you for what you're going to do in and through them. We ask for this blessing and favor to rest upon them. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.